What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your weekly programming. Um, This is going to be the week of June 27th through July 2nd. It's crazy that we're already in July, almost in July. All right, let's just jump right in. So Monday, this is going to be June 27th. We're going into more of a steady state workout to start the week. So what we have is five minutes on, one minute off for a total of three sets, and you're going to be rotating through 20 double dumbbell death marches at a 2-0-X-1 tempo. Then you're going to go into 20 single ring supinated grip ring rows at a 2-0-1-1 tempo. Then you're going to go into 20 or 10 each side, half kneeling dumbbell wood chops at a 2-0-1-1 tempo. And you're just going to keep rotating through that for the entire five minutes. When that five minutes is up, you're going to stop where you are, rest one minute, and then you're going to pick up where you left off each round. So I'm going to explain these movements a little bit more um, just because these are kind of some newer ones um, that we haven't really done before that we haven't done in a while in class. So this first one, double dumbbell death marches. You are going to have a dumbbell in each hand, and it's going to almost be like a staggered stance walking deadlift so how that when we do that staggered stance or that kickstand deadlift you have one foot slightly in front of the other that back foot you're going to have that heel up and then that knee bent and you're focusing on pushing the hips back stretching the hamstring of that front leg going just enough to feel that stretch and then focusing on driving that front foot through the floor squeezing the glutes um on the way up and then standing tall at the top with that so that's basically what you're going to be doing just when you stand up From that staggered stance deadlift, you're going to step that back foot together, and then you're going to step forward um, with that leg that was behind. And you're going to go for a total of 20 steps, so it'll end up being 10 on each leg. That tempo is going to be a two-second eccentric lowering, so the dumbbells are going to start at the top. Um, So you're going to pick them up, and then that's where you're going to be starting the movement versus a regular deadlift where you're pulling it from the floor, and that's where you're starting. So it does start at the top with that. So a nice two-second controlled all the way down, just about to mid-shin. If you can touch the floor, that's great, but don't go all the way down to the floor if you're feeling any pain in the back or rounding or that core is giving out, anything like that. So just lowering just enough to feel that stretch in the hamstring, nice and slow, about two seconds on the way down. There's going to be no pause at the bottom. Just once you hit that end range of motion, you're going to explode up, squeeze the glutes out the top one second pause at the top as you bring that foot together or the feet together and then you're going to step forward with the other foot and then the same thing on the other foot nice and slow two second eccentric on the way down explode up and then one second pause to bring the feet together when we finish that up we have the single ring supinated grip ring row so 2011 tempo with this one you are going to only have one ring so when we do ring rows typically we have a ring for each hand this one you're just going to have one ring and both hands are going to be on that ring with the palms facing up so supinated grip on that like a chin up with this one um you're gonna have so just by having that one ring you are gonna have a little bit more of a narrow grip on this one nothing is really going to change with that pull though you're still gonna focus on retracting the shoulder blades back driving the elbows back you're pulling that one ring or the hands just so they are touching the chest and then controlling that back up so with that one it is going to be a two second eccentric so it's going to be a one second pull one second pause with the ring to the chest and then a two second controlled eccentric um going back to that starting position so that's what you're going to be focusing on with the um single ring supinated grip ring rows and then with the half kneeling dumbbell wood chops we've done movements like this as part of the revive or the warm-up or like pre-workout workout before um but we haven't really done these in class before so you guys might find it a little bit familiar or maybe it's totally new to you but you are going to be in a half kneeling position and you're going to be holding a dumbbell so both hands are going to be on the middle of the dumbbell or you can hold the heads of the dumbbell it doesn't really matter um and you're going to be starting 
with the dumbbell kind of right in line with your knee that's on the ground. So you're gonna be starting kind of rotated down toward that knee that's on the ground. You're gonna go into a controlled raise up. So it's gonna be a one second raise or rotation up to the other side. So now the dumbbell's over that knee that's in front, or it might be slightly to the outside, but it's over that leg that's in front. One second pause, just controlling that and just holding that for a second, getting that core activation and control of the movement. And then it's gonna be about a two second controlled back down to that starting position. That's where, that's the toughest part to control is the back down where you just kind of want to let that dumbbell just kind of fall right down. Um, but you're focusing on just controlling that as much as you can, keeping that belly button nice and tight, that hollow position in the lower back. And that's really what we're focusing on with that movement. So 10 on one side and then 10 on the other side. When you finish that up, you're gonna go right back to the top with the double dumbbell um, death marches. When we finish this workout up, we are gonna go into week three of our strict pull-up and push-up progression. So it's gonna be every two minutes for 12 minutes. So we're adding another round this week. Um, intervals one, three, and five. So again, two minute intervals. You are gonna do a max unbroken set of push-ups. Once you finish up that max unbroken set of push-ups, you're done, you get the rest of the two minutes to rest. And then intervals two, four, and six, you're gonna do a max unbroken set of strict pull-ups. Whatever time is left, you're gonna get to rest. So. With this one, we're keeping those same standards that we've been focusing on. So with the push-ups, focusing on bringing that chest all the way down to the floor and then exploding up and getting that slight scap protraction at the top of that, getting the elbows to lock out fully. Again, with the push-ups, we do not want the hips touching the ground. Even if you were doing this from the knees, we don't want the hips touching the ground on this at all. And then with those strict pull-ups, again, starts from a dead hang. You're pulling that chin all the way up, getting that chin basically so it's sitting on top of that bar. We want minimal kind of cranking of the neck so we don't want to be straining the neck trying to reach up with this one you want to have a good solid pull so that chin pretty much goes over the bar without having to change the neck position really at all and then controlling that back down um, to full extension with the strict pull-ups again they are strict so we're not kicking the body we're not flailing the body anything like that to try and get up add extra bands if you need it um, if you know what you used for warrior day I would probably start there and if you were someone that really didn't get a lot of pull-ups um, at warrior day and by a lot, I mean, you maybe got like one or two or less, or you're someone that no matter how many bands you add, it just, you just don't feel anything working. It's just, you just can't get a pull up. Then I would definitely recommend going into just a max effort chin over bar hold with this one. That's what's going to really kind of get that time under tension and really get you to focus on that back activation and pinching the shoulder blades back and down. And, um, I can kind of help you out too. If you're someone, if you don't really know what you really should be doing, then, um, talk to Andrew or I, and we can help you guys out. All right, moving on to Tuesday. This is the 28th. So we have a kind of more of a power explosive based workout. So it's going to be three sets each for individual times. You're going to do nine ball slams, 12 box jump overs, 15 unbroken barbell front squats, 12 box jump overs, nine ball slams. Then once you finish that up, you're going to take a look at the clock, rest two minutes from there. And then you are going to repeat that for a total of three sets. There is going to be a 15 minute time cap. Um, so you have 15 minutes to complete all three sets, but each round should should ideally be completed in about two and a half minutes to three minutes at a fast pace. So it's not going to be a max effort sprint pace because you're just not going to be able to maintain a max effort pace for 
two and a half, three minutes, but this should be a fast, pushing the pace out of your comfort zone. You're breathing really, really heavy. And then that two minutes is just so you're able to slow down that heart rate enough and get the muscles to recover so you can repeat that. So again, very explosive movements on this one. The ball slam, you're generating a lot of force, a lot of power to be able to slam that down nice and hard. Same thing with the box jump overs, a lot of force and power from the hips. And then with the front squats, we're focusing a little bit more on leg fatigue on this one. As the legs get fatigued, you are going to try and have to push a little bit more to come up. And then you are going to have to try and generate a little bit more power on that kind of ladder back up with the box jump overs and the ball slams. So that's what we're really focusing on with this one. If you're someone that cannot jump due to impact issues, injury, anything like that, then I would go into 10 alternating Russian step ups. That's where you're stepping up to a box and then exploding by trying to bring that other foot, that knee drive up. And that's going to get a little bit more of that explosive factor in there if you are someone that can jump but you're just not comfortable jumping to a high box height then I would go with a lower box height and just focus on just getting the explosive portion of the hips and propelling yourself up that's going to get you closer to what we're really looking for on the stimulus instead of just going into step ups on that all right, when we finish that up, we're going to go into week three of our yoga block plank progression. So it's going to be one round through. We're kind of playing around with the times a little bit, switching up a little bit. So two minutes on, a minute and a half off, one and a half minutes on, one minute off, and then one minute on to finish things up, and then you are done. So the goal would be ideally to hold for the entire working duration. If you're someone that can't hold for the entire working duration, then I would hold as long as you can. Once you kind of feel that shake, just really focus on trying to draw that belly button in, squeeze the glutes, tighten up the lower back at that hollow position, really focus on trying to just use as much effort as you can to maintain that position. But once you feel like that position starts to go, meaning that the core gives out, you're getting that arching in the back, you can't keep the elbows straight anymore, then that's when I would come off to shake it out quick and then just get right back into that set. Um, and that's what we're looking at to finish things up on Tuesday. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is June 29th. We have our endurance-based workout for the workout for the week. So we have a 24-minute clock. So it's just going to be a 24-minute clock running up, and you're going to be going kind of through different rounds of movements as you're going through the 24 minutes. So from minutes zero to minute four, you are going to do either a 300 or 200-meter run, when you come back in, 40 weighted sit-ups, and then whatever time is left, you're gonna do max rep, hand release, push-ups, and the time remaining. Once you hit that four minute mark, you're gonna go back out on a 300 or 200 meter run. When you come back in, you're gonna do 40 dips, and then max rep, weighted Russian twist with whatever time is left. Once you hit that eight minute mark, you are gonna grab two dumbbells or two kettlebells and you're gonna do a double dumbbell or kettlebell 200 meter farmer's carry. When you come back in from that 200 meter carry, whatever time is left up until that 12 minutes is rest. And then you are going to repeat that again for the rest of the 24 minutes. So meaning once you hit that 12 minute mark, you're gonna go back to round one. So back on that 300 or 200 meter run that we did before. 40 weighted sit-ups, and then max rep hand release push-ups until the 16-minute mark. Once you hit that 16-minute mark, then you're going to go back out on that 300 or 200-meter run, 40 dips, and then max rep weighted Russian twists until that 20-minute mark. In the last four minutes, so minutes 20 to 24, you have that 200-meter double dumbbell or kettlebell farmer's carry, and when you come back in, you are all done. So there is a little bit of rest worked in on that um, farmer's carry from 8 to 12 minutes, so that should be taking you around, I would say, 2 to 3 minutes at the most. You should be moving pretty quick on that, and you're not looking to go super heavy on that carry. You're just looking to stay moving and have just 
an additional um, kind of weight that you need to be moving just to keep that body in line. Um, but that's going to be probably about a minute, minute and a half rest or so, and then you'll go right back into it. So the focus on this workout is continuous movement. That heart rate should be elevated pretty much the entire time, but it should not be through the roof to the point that you feel like you need to stop or you are feeling gassed out or anything like that. Um, so I'm going to explain the run a little bit. So with that 300 or 200 meter run, what that means is if you're someone that can run consistently a sub one minute 200. So if you're able to run that 200 meter distance in a workout in one minute or less, then you are going to do a 300 meter run. And that should be taking you around a minute 20 to a minute and a half. If you're someone that that 200 meter run takes you a minute 15 or more in a workout, then that's when I would probably stick with that 200 meter run. If you want to make it a little bit longer, you can make it a 225, 250 meter run. Um, if you want to stay closer to that minute, 20 minute and a half that the 300 meter people are doing, but um, that's probably what I would look to be shooting for as far as distance goes on that. Um, if you're someone that's kind of in the middle that your 100 meter or your 200 meter run is around like a minute five or something like that, then you can kind of, I would probably go up to the 300, maybe cut it down a little bit if you need to. Um, but then in that case, I would probably kind of pick one or the other, depending on how you're feeling that day. If you want a little bit more of a challenge, go to the 300. Um, if you're feeling really, really sore or tired, then maybe stick with that 200 or 250. That's probably what I would do. Um, but we can also talk about it in class and either, and I'm going to be coaching that day so I can help you guys out, um, determining what distance would be best. And obviously if you're someone that can't run, then biker row is always an option with those weighted setups. We're going to have the knees we're going to have the feet together, knees out to the side on this one. Um, and then you can just pick any, any way that you want to load that. So you can either hold a slam ball, you can hold dumbbells, you can hold a plate, any way that you want for that. Um, and that's the way that we're going to be doing the sit-ups. And if you want to grab an ab mat, you can, you do not have to. Um, and then with those hand release push-ups, you're just going all the way down to the bottom of the push-up so that chest is touching the ground. Again, hips do not touch the ground, lifting the hands up just so you can fit a credit card underneath, bring the hands back down and then pressing right up. The hand release push-up is a little bit tougher because you are kind of you're, you don't have any momentum coming up. You're getting rid of all of the tension at the bottom. So you have to regenerate that tension in the chest and the pecs, triceps to be able to press yourself back up. So if you are someone that really struggles with regular push-ups, then stick with regular push-ups today. That is totally fine. Or if you're someone that your position is better with a bar in the rack or rings or anything like that, then you can definitely go bar in the rack or rings for this workout. So hand release is just the way it's written, um, but we can always change that up if we need to based on what's best for you personally. All right, those 40 dips, I would highly recommend going bench dips on this one. You should be able to do those 40 dips in about two sets. So if you're someone that uses rings or the matador and you cannot do 20 reps unbroken, um, unassisted or whatever way you usually do it, then grab an extra band to assist, or I would go to bench dips and just make that a little bit harder by elevating the feet or adding a weight on your hips or anything like that. Um, and then with those Russian twists, holding either dumbbell, slam ball, doesn't really matter, whatever feels best for you. But I do want whatever you guys are holding, I want that full rotation. So you're lightly tapping the ground on one side, coming all the way up, and then lightly tapping the ground on the other side with that rotation. And again, farmers carry dumbbells or kettlebells, whatever you want. We're looking more moderate loading on this one, something that you can keep moving pretty continuously on that. Um, you should only have to break that up once if you break it up at all. 
And when I say once, it means you're putting it down, shaking out the hands or the arms really quick, and then just re-gripping and picking it right up. It's not that you're putting it down, hanging out, looking at it for 20 seconds. That's not what we're going for here. So, and you do want to be able to get back so you can rest. Um, but that's what we have for this endurance-based workout for today. When we finish that up, we have a little bit of some leg accessory um, and kind of a cool down with this one. So it's gonna be three alternating sets, 12 to 15 each leg weighted Patrick step-ups. We did this one last week where we loaded the working leg by holding a dumbbell or kettlebell in the same arm as the working leg. So the working leg on the Patrick step-ups is gonna be the one that is planted on the ground. With this one, if you did load it last week and you know what you used for it, then see if you can increase that weight a little bit. We did 15 reps last week. This time it's 12 to 15, so you do have the option to go up a little bit and do a few less reps. If you did not load it and you want to try it this week, then I would definitely recommend that. Recommend that. It does help you get a little bit different of kind of a stimulus from that Patrick step up. And then with the, and then once we finish up the Patrick step ups, 12 to 15 on each leg, we're going 12 to 15 glute bridge slider hamstring curls. So either 15 or 12 to 15 with both legs. So again, you're on the ground holding in that glute bridge and you have sliders underneath your heels. And then you're extending out and then curling the legs back in all while trying to squeeze the glutes and keep the hips up. So it's either 12 to 15 using both legs at the same time or 12 to 15 single leg so 12 to 15 on one while holding that glute bridge and then 12 to 15 on the other again while holding that glute bridge all right moving on to thursday this is june uh june 30th last day of june so we have a steady state kind of continuous workout so 14 minutes you're just going to be moving through three movements as many times as you can i would say at a pretty continuous pace we're gonna go 21 plate ground to overheads, seven each side weighted curtsy lunges, and 14 bear crunches. And then once you finish up those bear crunches, you're gonna go right back to the top with that plate ground to overhead. So plate ground to overhead, I would say use something that you can do 21 unbroken. You're not looking to go super heavy on this. You're just really focusing on just making sure you're getting the glute squeeze and getting just that full body movement going from the floor up overhead. With those curtsy lunges, it's similar to a reverse lunge, but instead of, instead of stepping that foot straight back, you are gonna be crossing that back foot just slightly behind that front foot. So when you step back, that back knee should pretty much be in line with the heel of that front foot. Um, and then just getting a little bit of that rotation is gonna kick in kind of different muscle groups in the leg. So by getting that rotation, you should be feeling a little bit more in the glute, maybe in the glute med, outer part of the glute, maybe a little bit in the adductor too. Um, just a different way of going about doing that reverse lunge to kick in some other muscle groups. You can wait, you can add weight to this any way that you want. So you can go barbell on the back, you can go plate. If you wanted to stick with the plate that you use for the plate ground to overheads, then you can just go ahead and hold that any way that you want. You can hold a dumbbell, kettlebell, anything you want for this one, any way you want to weight this or add load to it. If you do not want to add weight to this, you feel kind of unstable adding weight, then obviously just do this unloaded and just really focus on your position. You're going to get more out of it that way than trying to force yourself to add weight to it and you're kind of wobbling around everywhere. And then with those bear crunches, very similar to quadruped rotations, except you're not going to rotate all the way over so the other hand comes to the other side. With this one, you are gonna go opposite hand, opposite foot lift up. And then when you rotate to the side, you're gonna bring the elbow to the knee, doing like an opposite elbow to knee crunch. 
and then go back to your starting position in that quadruped. And you're gonna go through that 14 times. So we're looking to accumulate a total of five to eight rounds overall throughout the 14 minutes. And then again, like I said, just focusing on moving continuously. You really don't wanna be breaking up the movements too much at all. And there really shouldn't be a lot of rest or transition time between the movements. All right, when we finish that up, we have week three of our barbell hold progression. So kind of switch things up a little bit this week. Um, so we have two sets of a minute and a half hold and then a minute and a half rest. So with this one, um, I would base your weight off of what you used last week. So last week and the week before, if you did do this at Warrior Day, we had you drop either 10 or 20 pounds off of that weight. This week, based on how the weight felt the last two weeks, we're going to have you increase that by 10 to 20 pounds. So the 10 to 20 pounds isn't going to be, that's not going to be specific on whether you were holding over 100 pounds or less than 100 pounds on Warrior Day. This is just based on how it felt for you, where if you had a lot of trouble holding past a minute and a half on those three minute windows the last couple weeks, then I would probably go up by 10 or don't go up at all um, and just try and really focus on just dialing that in um, and being able to hold for the entire minute and a half. If you're someone that was holding for two plus minutes and I would say 10, 20 pounds, depending on how you felt on that, I would definitely increase going up on that. This should be, this should feel better than what it has felt the last two weeks um, just because you do get that minute and a half rest, a minute and a half hold does feel a little bit more doable than trying to hold an entire three minutes. So that minute and a half rest should give you enough time to be able to repeat that or get close to that on that second round. All right, moving on to Friday. This is July 1st. So we have our sprint-based workout for the week. So we have six rounds for individual times. You are gonna do six burpee pull-ups and then a 100 meter sprint at a max effort pace. And then you're gonna walk back in and then repeat that. There is a 12 minute time cap on this one. So you're gonna have 12 minutes to complete those six rounds. With those burpee pull-ups, it is gonna be a burpee all the way to the floor. And we wanna focus on more of that press up to plank burpee position where you're dropping down, bringing the chest down first, absorbing yourself into the ground, pressing yourself up like a bottoms up push up into the top of a plank. So again, everything comes up together. Jump the feet forward to replace the hands. And then when you jump up, you're gonna try and jump up to that pull-up bar and go into a pull-up. And it's gonna be palms facing away, regular pull-up grip on this. If you're someone that can't jump up to that pull-up bar from the ground, then we can step up onto a box and do more of a jumping pull-up on this. Um, and then if you're also someone that going all the way to the floor in a burpee bothers the back, anything like that, or jumping back, jumping forward is just too much impact, then we can definitely go into a down up or a step back burpee. And those would be good options for that as well. That 100 meter sprint is going to be out the big bay door all the way up to the 200 meter mark where the flagpole or the mailboxes are. Once you hit that um, flagpole mailboxes, once you kind of just get in line with that, then you can stop, walk back, take your time walking back, focus on your breathing, slowing that heart rate down. Once you walk in through the door, then that is when your next round starts. You're going to go right over to your pull-up burpee place or pull-up burpee station, wherever you were doing them. Go right into those six reps and then go right back out on that 100-meter sprint. And again, um, you're going to have 12 minutes to complete all of this. If you're someone, again, that can't sprint, run, anything like that, or not sprint. If you're someone that can't run, then we can definitely go into a sprint. I would recommend doing a bike sprint if there are bikes available. If we have a lot of people in class that can't sprint, then obviously we'll go into, um, we can use a rower for that, but I would prioritize getting a bike for this if you cannot run. 
When we finish that up, we're going to go into our dumbbell Z press and ring row progression. So three sets of 12 unbroken dumbbell Z presses, no rest. You're going to go right into 12 unbroken ring rows and the rings must touch the chest every time. Once we finish that up, take a look at the clock, rest 45 seconds, and then you're going to do it again. So we did drop the reps down this week from the last two weeks. So by doing that, we ideally want you to try and go up in weight. So for example, if you were using 10 pound dumbbells for the sets of 15 unbroken Z presses see if you can go 20 pound dumbbells this week even if it's only for one set um, and again they should be unbroken so that doesn't mean go up to um, 20 pounds and try and try and push through that last set even if you have to break it up that's not what we're looking for so I would say try and start with a heavier weight and then if you get to a point in that where you just can't recover in those 45 seconds and you have to drop the weight for that second or last round then do that but I would try and start a little bit heavier on this one than you have the last couple weeks with those ring rows as well because the reps are dropped down we want you guys to try and decrease that body angle so if you were a little bit more elevated you know that you had your toes right in line with an upright see if you can walk the feet forward a little bit more and that'll bring you more directly underneath the rings and make that ring row just a little bit tougher so that's what we're looking for on this one um, this week all right moving on to saturday july 2nd this is the last day of the week and we have more of a power explosive based workout to finish things off so three minutes on minute and a half off for a total of four rounds we have 12 barbell deadlifts nine barbell hang clean so right above the knee six barbell push presses and then after each round you're going to go into 21 lateral hops over a plate once you finish up those 12 lateral plate hops, you're gonna go back to the top with those 12 deadlifts, nine cleans, six push presses, and then just keep cycle through, cycling through that as many times as you can. If you do not feel comfortable using a barbell, then definitely go dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever you want, whatever you feel most comfortable with, with um, for this. But whatever piece of equipment you choose, that is what I want you to stick with for all of the movements. So ideally what we're looking for is that you're doing the deadlifts, cleans, and push presses as one unbroken complex. So once you finish up that last deadlift, you're going right below the knee or right above the knee into that hang clean. Once you finish up that last clean, that barbell or dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever you're using are sitting right up on the shoulders and you're going right into those six push presses. So ideally you wanna try and go 12, nine, six without putting the piece of equipment down. So whatever you choose for those movements, that's what I want you guys to stick with across the board for all of them. And then those 21 lateral plate hops. So basically what you're gonna do is standing laterally to a plate, you're gonna hop on a plate and then rebound to the other side. Rebound off the floor, hop on the plate, rebound to the other side. So once you get over to the other side, that is one rep. You're doing 21 total on that. And then once you finish that up, you're going to go back to those deadlifts. So picking up where you left off each round, that minute and a half rest is going to be just giving you a little bit of time to let the body recover, let that heart rate slow down just a little bit so you can push that pace and then still stay pretty explosive throughout the entire um, rest of the workout. All right. Once we finish that up, we're going to go into week three of our goblet squat and kettlebell swing progression. So this is the exact same thing that we've been doing the last few weeks. So we're going to do two alternating sets, one minute max rep kettlebell goblet squats at a 2-2x1 tempo. No rest. You're going to go right into a max unbroken set of Russian kettlebell swings. 
then you're gonna take a look at the clock, rest two minutes or a little bit longer to full recovery if you need it, and then you're gonna do that one more time. So with those kettlebell goblet squats, it is a two second controlled eccentric down, two second pause at the bottom, explode up, and then a one second pause at the top, squeezing the glutes, locking the legs out. So if you were following that tempo to ET, then you will get about 12 reps within that one minute, but I would aim for around 10 to 15 because I know not everyone is gonna have the most perfect tempo um, for this movement. So 10 to 15 reps somewhere within that. If you were doing under 10 reps within the minute, you're going way too slow and you just need to speed it up just a little bit. Um, And if you're going over 15 reps, then you're going a little too fast and you have to slow that down. With the Russian swings, um, with this one, just really focusing on that leg drive, squeezing the glutes, pushing the hips through the floor and getting a lot of glute and hamstring activation on this. We don't wanna be feeling anything in the back. If you do kind of start to feel that back lighting up, then that's when I would obviously stop your set. Um, and then just don't try and push past that once you do, if, if you do feel that kind of lighting up a little bit. All right, guys, that is all we have for you this week. If you guys have any questions, please let us know. And we look forward to seeing you guys in class.